so crazy well hey good afternoon welcome back to another episode of the takedown as always brought to you by phone soap go to phonesoap.com use the code takedown you get 20 percent off your order i'm joined by my brother from another russian mother what's up jack moody hey man what's going on i'm so glad to be back i'm part of it i'm part of the josh thomas universe and uh it's y'all's world man i'm just fucking living in it you know what i mean it's a it's a sequel you know, and they always say that the original is better than the sequel, but I think we're out here today to prove them wrong. Maybe <laughs> I don't want to be cocky. Hey, really quick, before we get started, I know that like, there's a lot of shit we can't talk about and I can't say, can I just tell you fucking congratulations, bro? For what? <laughs> For graduating, bro. Uh, I mean, it, it's low key. It's low key. It's super really... low key. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to touch yeah, yeah. on it too, too much. Yeah. But... yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, man. All of my listeners are congratulating you right now, man. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I hasn't set in. Kind of oh, yeah. uh, something that I've been, yeah, something that I've been a part of, or something that I've been trying to do for the past, like, really five years was just um, living the motto of don't settle ever. Never settle ever in anything. And I feel like I'm proud of myself because I have lived that these past five years in not settling. And um, now I find myself kind of where everyone else does when they graduate and they ask themselves like, all right, now it's for time for the job, right? Time for to find that job that kind of matches the thing that you studied. Kind of like and it's so, yeah. And it's so easy to actually settle there, right? You can easily settle for a job that might not be closely related to the field that you, uh, you studied and so that's another thing i think that there's so many opportunities for you to make a choice whether or not you're going to settle or actually go after whatever the fuck you have been planning to go after so i think that that's been an interesting uh journey for me and i'm, I'm glad that i'm here and i'm able to make things happen that's good and i you know all all all, all praise goes to god you know i, I heard you kind of like stumble with your words I, that bag was aggravating me bro which bag? You oh, okay. I th I thought you were like I thought you were like examining me moving that bag. Oh no, not at all. Not at um, all, man. Two 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 things, man. Like right off the bat, a I'm in the second phase of my life right now where, um, like I've quit fighting. Right. Well, I mean, if like if you know, you know. But I'm trying to get a Tesla. Regardless, I've like moved from like this portion of my life to like the second portion of my life where like now, like you said a second ago, like never settle dude. I'm in the second part of like the second phase of my life. Like I'm just all about like my own happiness and like providing for my daughter and like making sure my daughter is happy. Like that is my numero uno. Secondly, dude, like whenever you were talking about that, um, like whenever you were talking about like moving on, do you remember when Tyson Fury fought Vladimir Klitschko? And after he won the title, he got super depressed because like he had, 
had this goal in mind for so long that like whenever he finally reached it, like he hadn't really planned past that. And so I feel like, I feel like, like I had to say that to say this, like you seem as if like you were like, you've been thinking past this, you know what I'm saying? Like you've had goals past graduation. I feel like a lot of uh, like college age kids or, or, or young adults, whatever, I feel like what happens is like they'll graduate and then they go through this period for like one to two ish years, but like, they don't even know who the fuck they are because they've been a student their entire life. Like you've buckled down. Like I know, um, like when I, you know, cause I, I fucked up and like, uh, you know, I turned down a scholarship at a really good school, but I'd wrestled my whole life. And so I went this year and a half to two years where I was just coaching uh, high school wrestling where I, I didn't know who the fuck I was. Like I was not a wrestling coach. Like I wanted to be competing. And so then when I walked away from fighting again, like I went through the same thing where like, I didn't know who the fuck I was. Like it took me months to figure out like what I wanted to fucking do. And you know, now I'm kind of coming back because you know, I need a car, but, um, <laughs> but like, I don't feel like you're in that position at all. Like, I feel like you've been looking past well, this, past this, like you're ready to fucking go. You know what I mean? So I'll, let's unpack Tyson Fury a little bit, because I remember when Tyson Fury became champion, I thought that, you know, this is it. He's hit his stride and now he's just gonna, you know, fuck up every single person that challenges him and his belt. Right. Uh, like that's ideally what a champion is probably thinking. I need to now defend the belt that I just got to prove that I I am legit. It wasn't a fluke. Um, and it was interesting because Tyson's mindset was, well, I won the championship and now I need to find something else to do. And I don't know what that thing is. I'm, I'm kind of confused. My entire life's purpose or what I've been saying to myself was, when I win that championship belt, that's it. I'll be happy. And the truth is, you know, you won't be. Like reaching or, you know, arriving at your destination will not necessarily make you happy. That's something that most people don't realize. It's not about reaching the destination that's going to bring you that happiness. It's actually the journey. That's just the straight up truth. It's the journey of getting there. It's it's that journey where you start to realize more about yourself. You realize more about who you are and who you are not. And I think that's beautiful. And realizing who you are not, you really start to kind of cultivate who you can be. The problem is we reach that destination and then it's like, well, then now what, right? And I'll tell you something, man. I've I felt that way. And you know, I'm a little bit older. I've been there. You know, when I got my first degree, you know, um, early in my 20s, I had that too. I had no idea where I was going. Um, the, the degree that I got, I got because I just needed to just get a degree in something, you know, to graduate. And so I was, I was that kid that you're describing a year, two years. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I, I did settle. I found a job that I was actually really good at, but I hated. And then um, I had like a life or death experience and then realized, fuck that. <laughs> no. If I die right now, I'm not going to be happy about the way I die. I, I didn't live my life, bro. I just kind of fell into things. That's the worst way to live a life, just to fall into things, because you don't own any of that. It's just a matter of circumstance. Like, all right, this is, this is what it is. And uh, I had a choice right there and then to either go after whatever the fuck I wanted or 
to realize what, or to think about like, what do I want? Right. Do, do you know what you want? And Tyson Fury didn't know what he wanted after he got that championship. He didn't get it. Like you said, he didn't look past it. And um, I think that's what it is when you get a little bit older. And sometimes, you know, there are people that kind of get this aha moment really early in their life. And I think they're really lucky. That wasn't me, but I took the opportunity to start rediscovering myself in my mid twenties. And that's what I did. And I realized that I knew what I wanted. It wasn't another degree or another two degrees. It wasn't really the job. It was a different way of living of that. Don't settle kind of way of living and making sure that whatever the fuck I did, it didn't matter what it was. I wasn't going to settle. And that kind of pushes me forward in life. Again, remember we talked about my podcast. There are those who do and those who don't, you know, I want to be a doer and I don't want to settle in doing it. And that's what pushes me forward. I don't care what I do. And that's in relationship. That's in everything. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying, man. Like I, I'm at the point in my life where, um, like I, I want more than what I've ever had. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to get here and just stop. And that's like my happiness and like my daughter's happiness comes above all else. So if that's doing this or doing that, like I've got to do what I've got to do to ensure that me and mine are like taken care of. Um, I like how you said that though. I have this, like this notepad. I wish I could, I wish I could grab it and show you. I have this notepad though, and it's got my goals. And so I've got a yearly goal. I have a two-year goal. I have a five-year goal, 10-year goal, et cetera, because I want to leave a fucking legacy for, for my kids and, and, I want, I want to give them more than my family could ever give me and not shitting on my family at all because like, like my family tried as hard as they could, but I feel like you almost need that for success. Like you need that out of the mud kind of experience. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. And I like you, me and you have that same mindset where like, we're not going to settle for a fucking nine to five. No waking up, you're breaking your back, dude. You're fucking tired. Like, unless you want that unless you want that you know what i mean some people want do, that nine to five that's cool but do they really though like do they if, if you were to go to my hometown right now and you were to talk to every farmer in that town um or every kid that graduated high school with me and then went and worked at at the the utility shop in town like is that what they really fucking want or do they want something else do you want to be a country music singer do you want to be a fucking professional painter like i feel like the problem now um is that what like what's happening is like people are not encouraged to find their own happiness. They're encouraged to like conform into this box. And like, that's what kind of, you know what I'm saying? Cause I never, I don't want to do. be, I don't want to be in that box, dude. I want to be um, like, I want to be who I want to be and I want to do what I want to do. And I want to, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. So here's the thing, man. Um, I think that there is, there's, there's like a distinction that we need to also understand. So, I mean, you know, you know that, and, you know, we have the primary drives, right? We have our innate biological needs. We have like, you know, you need to, you need to really satiate your thirst, your hunger, you know, your desire for sex, right? Those are your primary drives. And then you got your secondary drives, right? You got that money and shit and the food, food and the water, right? This is all motivation. I think that those people that work nine to five, you know, these farmers that you talked about, you kind of got to, you got to, you got to kind of look at it from like, where is that coming from? Which drives are, are they really satiating? Is it the primary drives, the needs to feed yourself, the need to drink, the need to, you know, have sex, or is it the secondary drive? 
or or like what is it what where are they right now also like the maslow's hierarchy of of needs right like in the in the very very bottom of maslow's hierarchy of needs got i feel like i i need to take an english class because i can't speak did you hit the dab pin before we started what's up i <laughs> said so did you hit the dab pin before we started you good pretty probably but like <laughs> do you know about the maslow's hierarchy of needs i don't actually yeah so that's that's what uh you know i would probably look into i, I would look into maslow's hierarchy of needs and i mean it's it kind of looks like a pyramid um and i I'll, i would share my screen i don't know if i can but it you it's know like yeah. i feel like it's really important for me to put out there i'm not like i'm not shitting on those like no 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 no, no. i don't think either. i don't think you are i don't think you are at all i'm just yeah, saying like I, I like i come from like that you know what i'm saying but I know for sure, like, nobody wants to, I mean, I love fucking working hard, bro, but if I can work hard and do something I love and I'm passionate about, I'm going to do that rather than wake up every day and work hard in a fucking machine shop that I don't want to be in. I hate everybody there. Well, my point is that, my point is that, like, I think that's great, but according to this pyramid that I was talking about, you need to first take care of, you know, your psychological, your physiological needs, needs, your safety needs then your love and belonging, then your esteem, and then comes self-actualization. When you have all four first, then you can actually go after the desire to become the thing that you've always wanted to become. Because if you can't afford a house, if you can't afford food to feed yourself and to survive, then it doesn't really matter what your actual uh, you know, desires are, whether that be painting, you know, singing, and all that, because you can't take care of yourself. And so I think that's what I kind of look at when I look at people that do work the nine to five. So I asked them, I asked myself, are they doing the nine to five because they just can't afford to go after the desires or like, what, like, where's that coming from? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I probably sound like an asshole when I said that, but you like, don't, you don't at all, man. You don't at all. That's just, saying, nobody, nobody yeah. in those positions. I can't imagine that there's a, a kid in high school right now that's 18. He's about to graduate uh, this weekend. There's a lot of high school graduations. I can't imagine that some dude this weekend, 18 years old, is saying, you know what? I want to go and I want to work at damn insert machine shop or insert factory warehouse, whatever here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to do that for 40 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine most people are like that. And I feel like, like there's this, like there's this fear. Yeah. But there's also like this, um, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like people are encouraged enough to go after what they want. And you see it with like relationships a lot of time too. It's like somebody will be unhappy in a relationship and they'll just settle because they that, don't want that to. That is true. See, like that I completely <clears throat> see. I see a lot of my peers settling in, in relationships. I've had friends that would marry, uh, you know, people that they didn't really love. It was more kind of like, well, they're there and I want to have kids. And is that really the right way of going about life? I don't think it is. Or have you ever seen you ever seen somebody that that uh, I've seen this a lot? People that I knew, I didn't mean to cut you off, but people I knew would like funny. they'd get a job at like a grocery store, and then they just get fucking complacent. And they would hate their job, and I'd hear them every single day talking about how much they hated their job. I hate that shit. But they would never go look for another job. Like, yeah, I, I hate that. I I have friends like that uh, that they don't like what they do, and then they kind of spread their negative energy towards me and then um i kind of start feeling burdened and shit you know what i mean like it, it's it's weird i don't like that I, I really don't like that and i agree man if you don't like where your life is at um 
get off your ass possibly and try to make something happen. That's really it. That's you exactly know, what I'm saying. Nine to five, nine to five is not the entire day. You have hours after nine to five. And you have hours before too. And like, before, yeah. Like if you if you set a schedule for yourself, let's say you have to be at work at nine. Let's say you have a 30 minute commute. All right, so you have to leave your house by 8.30. So let's say it takes an, uh, a 30 minute window to get ready, right? So that's eight o'clock, right? Is when you should be getting your shit together. Dude, wake up at 6.30. Do those fucking push-ups. Do those jumping jacks or fucking, dude, so my brother, Scotty, goes to the gym every morning at 4 o'clock, comes home, takes a shower, gets ready, leaves his house by 6.30 to make it to work on time. Yeah, that's I mean, a, that's I, a whole, I, I, I love that. I do too, man. Like, I, I am envious of that. Like, I love that. that yeah, I can't, I can't do that because I just don't care to. <laughs> I feel like I should. <laughs> well, I mean, but, I work out in the evenings. But like, he doesn't have time to work out in the evenings. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want something, like, you're going to make it. Like, you're going to make it happen. Yeah, you're going to make it work, right? You're going to figure it out, how it's going to work, the logistics, all of it. Look, if there's a will, there's a way. I really do believe that. At this if point you, in my life, like that's to, where I'm you at. will find out. Yeah. Yeah. At that, at this point in my life, like that's where I'm at though. Is like, I want too much, like I want too much shit out of life to just sit around and not make it happen. So, and I, and not only that dude, like I have a child, bro. Like I want to give her, like, I want to give her the childhood I didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like me and you talked about that on your podcast a little bit. Like yeah. I want to give her everything, bro. Like I want to give her a gym one day and say, here, the fucking keys to the castle like this is yours you know what i'm saying so i'm grinding fucking hard dude well dude i love that i love that you want to do that for your kid and um you know i think we will we'll spoke about like the appreciation factor from the kids that get stuff from uh the parents because i was i was watching um i forgot that i think it's timothy timothy oliphant do you know that is timothy oliphant I, he's I, an I, actor i fucking love timothy oliphant yeah, yeah i love listening to this dude's interviews but um he was on Conan and uh, he was, <laughs> I, you know how, I don't even know how I got onto him, but like I was listening to him and apparently him and that actor from uh, Las Vegas, I forgot the dude's name. There's like another actor in Hollywood that looks just like him. Um, but the point is like he has kids and his kids don't give a fuck <laughs> about like, uh, you know, him and his acting or they none don't of that care shit. what shows he's in or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 know, I know exactly what you're talking about now that it's you said so that. It's so awful too. Cause like they won't understand the amazingness of, and then I get that. It's kind of like a first language, you know, like I, I hear yeah. French. And I'm like, Oh my God, that, that shit is sexy. But to a French person, they're like, yeah, that's my fucking language. It's not, it's not a big deal. And I get it, but it's, uh, it's so tough, man. When you do something and your kid just won't appreciate it because that that's just the rule of life for them. It's not an exception. It's just that's just the way it is. And I think it's very weird. I uh you know who else is like a really good example of this is fucking Michael Bisbing. Mm -hmm. So Michael Bisbing's youngest son, um, like you know, because UFC does the embedded where they follow the fighters around the week of, of fight week. And Michael would always ask his son every fight week, who do you think's gonna win? His son would be like, Who are you fighting? And they said Anderson Silva. And he said, Oh, probably Anderson. <laughs> oh, no. So Michael went out and won that fight. Well, then the next fight, he was fighting Luke Rockhold for the title. And uh, Michael Bisbing says, he says, buddy, you going to watch me knock out Luke Rockhold? And he said, no, I think I'm going to pick uh, Luke to win. Oh, what uh, the fuck, man? So Michael went out and, and won the fight. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, you know, he knocked him out, didn't he? Was he that like a he knockout? Did, he did knock him out in the first round, dude. Sparked him. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking yeah, I love son. Bisbing, dude. Sit down, I actually, son. 
I actually used to fucking hate Michael Bisping, bro. And now I have so much love and, and appreciation for him because I found that he was always fighting like people that I was fans of, which really. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. You're always biased, basically. Like you're fighting my boy over there. I can't root against my boy. That's like Dustin Poirier, dude. Dustin Poirier beat my two favorite fighters and Justin Gaethje and Max Holloway, bro. Like I'm now a lifelong Dustin Poirier fan because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, he dethroned the king. You gotta love bro, the king, bro. It's coming up soon, bro. Dude, uh, yo, dude. By the way, the Ultimate Fighter uh, season one thousand is coming out soon. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> Brian Ortega and and Alexander Volkanovsky, man. I think. Are you Brian, excited, bro? Do you watch that? I I love the Ultimate Fighter. So fun fact, dude. Uh, I told you my dad was like a huge fight fan. Me and my dad used to binge watch the Ultimate Fighter together. Yeah, I mean, I think my dad and I also used to do that. It was, um, it was just like my, one of those things. You is know? that how you guys got into it though together? Like, is was that your way to becoming fans together, or was it my kind of another way? So my first fight moment, because like when I was growing up, my dad would watch like the boxing matches, hmm. um, and that like I was interested like to a like to a point. Like I didn't really, you know, I was like, eh, whatever. And I'd done karate when I was little, um, so like combat to me, like it was cool, but like I just wouldn't, you know, if my dad was watching, I wouldn't sit down and just fucking watch it. Um, this is like 100% true though. My dad was watching Forrest Griffin versus Stefan Bonner, the Ultimate Fighter oh, One wow. finale. Yeah. And um, my dad was talking to, I think it might have been my uncle, and I could like hear them talking about it. And I, I happened to walk through like right as like maybe the first round was ending. And my dad was like, this is the greatest fight that I've ever seen. And I was like, I want to see. And that was like my introduction to fighting, like formally. And then after that, um, my dad took me to this jujitsu place in town and they were all assholes. So I didn't go. Uh, I ended up just wrestling. And yeah, but that was like my introduction to fighting. That was, was that fight. So that fight to me, like that's my favorite fight of all time, just because of that moment. And I mean, it's one of the greatest fights of all time, but because of that moment, you know what I mean? Yeah, do also Forge Griffin is one of my favorite fighters. He's one of my favorite personalities too, man. Have you seen the Toyo Tire commercial? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where yeah, 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 that's he's fucking cool, man. I I love him. I I wish I would I had cl- enough clout to go and get a beer with him. My mom told me one time that uh had things been different, Forge Griffin would have been my dad. She what? always she always used to do that and so when I was fighting <laughs> When I was fighting, she always used to be like, you got to get really good so you can meet Forrest Griffin one day so you can introduce me. And I was like, oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, word. I get that, though. I get that. Uh, you know, I think, no offense to all the dads out there, or even my dad, Forrest Griffin, I feel like, would be a pretty cool dad to have. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, he'd fuck you up, but he'd, he'd, he'd like, smile afterwards. Like, no, nah, just jokes. I think I think Forrest <laughs> Griffin would be a really cool dad. I think Michael Bisbing might be a cool dad too, because uh, Bisbing has like just enough. I don't give a fuck to like where you know what I mean. I don't appreciate Bisping's kid though for always nah, choosing against the dad. Like what the nah, fuck? Man? I would smack the shit out of that little kid. Yeah, dude. what the fuck, man? I bro, you see this house? You see those bed sheets? <clears throat> That's me knocking motherfuckers out, dude. I think I think <laughs> it was I think it was like facetious. Like I think that might have just been like their banter back and forth but yeah the first time i heard it i was like god that kid's a savage bro <laughs> like Dude, that's that's hurtful though i mean if, if my I, dad if my was to ever that. if my dad was to ever fight anybody and he asked me right before they started fighting who do you think's gonna win dude 
if I didn't say my dad, my dad would kick my ass. You know what I mean? Like he would kick this dude's ass and then my ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'd probably be like, hey, son, um, I appreciate your honesty, but let me show you what I'm going to do to him. Yeah, I don't. And you'd be like, oh, never mind. Um, you, you'll win. You'd win because uh, I'm on my deathbed now. Did you watch the fights last night? The uh, UFC uh, at the Apex 27? Yeah, I did. Um, it was fun, but I don't remember the fights. <laughs> it was yeah. like, it's like, you know, it was like one of those nights where it was, it was good, but it wasn't like good enough where I'm going to actually think about it the next day. I'm kind of in the same boat that you are. I, I like Cody Garbrandt and I like Rob Font. Oh, what a um, terrible fight, man. Fuck, man. Yeah. What a man. terrible. That's what I mean. Like the entire fight, my dad and I, we watched this together. I remember just watching the fight and saying, like, Cody, step the fuck up, bro. What are you doing? This is right. ridiculous, bro. What are you doing? The You're reach being a advantage. Bitch. The reach yeah, advantage. So, yeah, but so what, bro? Go no, no, no. I'm, say, I'm saying the, the reach advantage plus um, he spent like the first two rounds trying to grapple. Dude, I really think he just blew his gas tank and then just had no like no answer for anything else because he looked he looked fucking he looked stiff he looked slow you know what i'm saying he did not look like cody garbrandt no man he looked like he was he was a shell of himself i mean i don't even know who rob font was until that oh, until really? yesterday oh dude rob yeah. Font's and a now motherfucker dude and now i'm a fan of, yeah i started watching like um his other fights on youtube after watching him win this one i'm like oh, all right this guy's pretty good but cody garbrandt He's also pretty good. So I was a little confused what happened. And it's like, maybe is he done with fighting? Is that what it is? Because he's, he's has not been that consistent. He's like, what, three losses and one win in the past four fights or something? He he won the title from Dom, which is phenomenal, dude. Dom Cruz is one of the best of all time. Uh, like, yeah, like by but... any means. He won the title from Dom, and then he got smoked by TJ twice. Came back, had that fucking back and forth war with uh, Pedro Munoz, which, by the way, that is one of my favorite one round fights of all time. Like that fight right there, Cody Garbrandt versus Pedro Munoz. If you've not seen it and you want to be introduced to fighting, like watch that fight. That's a fucking, it's less than five minutes and it's a banger. Um, but then he knocked out Rafael Asuncao and he looked so good in that fight. And then he spent, I think they said like, like the last year out with COVID and pneumonia and blood clots and, and all this. Oh shit. I did not know that. Yeah. 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 So he, he spent the last year, he had COVID really fucking bad. Uh, then he had pneumonia. He had uh, like mental fog from the COVID. And um, by the way, that's a real thing. Yeah. 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 And then he had, I, blood, I had, he had blood clots too. as well. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I had mental fog. <clears throat> like it was only recently when, hold on, I got like fucking police officers no, 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 you're trying good, you're to chase good. their people. But, I had mental fog too after COVID. I didn't realize it because of the mental fog probably. Um, and yeah, dude, it, it's so weird. Like you just can't think clearly and you feel like an idiot. You feel like you're kind of losing your mind and you, you ask yourself like, am I just never going to be able to form sentences again? Or uh, dude, it's, it's so crazy. And I'm, I'm glad that it's slowly lifted away. And I'm, I'm able to form sentences and all that. But um, yeah, man, it's a real fucking thing. It's it's scary. What's so crazy is like um, like Cody Garbrandt is a world class athlete, right? And it derailed Cody for over a year, bro. And like Chimaev was the same way. Chimaev was ready to retire whenever he he got COVID. Um, Alicia's Adam Weight World Champ now 
defended her title for the first time uh, Friday. She had COVID and she's perfectly fine. And I have a lot of other people around me that have had COVID and they're, they're perfectly fine. So like, it's literally like a person to person fucking basis that it just wreaks fucking havoc, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm almost convinced that with Cody, like, I truly think it was where he was missing a lot of shots and it was in the heavy fucking wrestling right off the bat, dude. I just, I don't think he prepared for a five round fight. Like it did not seem like that to me at all. I think that he tried to just finish it early, but I I don't feel like that's the greatest game plan ever. I really don't, man. I I think it's conditioning, right? You get your conditioning up to fight the five rounds you're not fighting for a knockout in the first couple of rounds. That'd be nice. That'd be nice, bro. But That's do you know my goal you, every time? I, I get that. <laughs> but you, you, I know, but like, but am I wrong? Because you're the fighter. I'm, I don't know shit. I just, I'm a spectator. And that's kind of what I've noticed. You want to prepare for five rounds. You want a knockout, but you want to prepare yourself and have yourself conditioned for the five rounds. Yeah, you you, know, you've got to be ready for five rounds. I mean, everybody wants a first round knockout, but you have to be conditioned for. 25 hard minutes in there. Bro, he was um, lost. He was so lost. He was, dude. And, well, he got wobbled, too, bro. He got wobbled twice. The chin held up. But, fuck, man. I don't know. It, you know what could have happened, too, is he might have just never really got his feet back under him. Or that might have put a little bit of uh, – it might have made him a little timid to, to throw since he got clipped. But, yeah, that was super sad seeing that, man. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't even – I, I mean, now would be the time if Sean O'Malley wins against Luis Smoka, fucking put Sugar Sean against Cody, let Cody knock out Sugar Sean, you know? That would be a nice come up for Sugar Sean if he, yeah, I think that would be a nice fight for Sugar Sean just because he needs that. I think Sean O'Malley needs one of those fights where it's like a name that he gets to beat just so he can get some more clout underneath his feet. But um, yeah, that would be that probably the fight. That would be the fight for Sugar Sean. I don't know if that's like the best fight for Cody, though, to be honest. You know what's crazy is is Sugar Sean gets like all this recognition. He like blew up. He's like a household name now. He's not even the best band in weight in his own gym, dude. He's got a guy named Kyler Phillips in there right now. Kyler Phillips will be the fucking band weight champion one day. You, dude, uh, Sean, the beauty of Sean is that he's marketable like crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's so yeah. he's so he's basically a wannabe Conor McGregor, obviously. The day he smoked weed with Snoop Dogg. that was it it, bro (laughs) yeah man like uh so he's like fun to listen to he's fun to watch uh but he's not the best he's really not the best again that's why i don't think it'd be like the best fight for for um what's his face to take it i really don't think it would make any sense for him you know i I wouldn't understand why you would want that fight it's like it's one of those things where like if the title is not in your vision, you should just be going after like big money fights at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you think Sugar is the fight for him then? Like, I think Cody, it'll, I think it'll, I think a money fight for Cody. It'll bring a lot of eyes. Like, they that would definitely be a pay per view fight for sure. Like, they would definitely be not the main event, but they'll definitely be on pay per view, getting pay per view money at that point. You know? I think you're right. I think you're right. I haven't even thought of it that way. How about yeah, how about that fight? I think it was like the co-main. It was like the the heavyweight fight. Um. The dude he had like the tattoos. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Justin Taffa, yeah. Dude, that was a crazy fucking fight. That was bloody, bro. That bloody. was a crazy fight. I remember when the ref <laughs> would just like try to take a peek at that cut. Yeah, just to yeah, see yeah. If it was bad. That was really funny. He's like, wait, what? You know, it's crazy. Right? That that was such a small cut too. 
But all that blood, though. I know. That small cut. Holy shit. Did you happen after, because you watched Invicta with me on Friday, did you happen to watch Bellator after that? No, no that was on Showtime, right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paige Van Zandt's no, husband, uh, Austin Vanderford, fought on Bellator. He fought Leon Edwards' brother, uh, Fabian Edwards. And he dominated Fabian Edwards on the ground, but Fabian threw like these up elbows that cut uh, Austin. Dude, two fucking cuts on his forehead, and that motherfucker looked like he had jumped in a pool of blood. I mean, it was fucking oh crazy. God. It's crazy how much or how different, um, like how how different people bleed, I guess. Cause like you'll see some guys, like, like you'll see some motherfuckers that, uh, like Nate Diaz is a really good example against Jorge Masvidal when he had that cut. It was a bad fucking cut, but it really wasn't bleeding. No, <laughs> all all that bad. It's got you know thick I mean? blood, bro. It stays yeah. inside. <clears throat> yeah, dude. It's wild. By the way, I have a question about that, like bleeding and shit. Yes. Um, do you, UFC fighters get checked to see if like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, like hemophilia and all that shit, like everything, everything. And I will say, um, to fight at that level, like you're getting checked for everything, to the point where uh did you ever did you ever hear that um anthony pettis right before he fought nate diaz they were checking him uh they actually had him do a, a pee sample right before he fought and he actually cut what was his, this for uh random like a, a random drug test yeah, yeah yeah like a random drug test he had to do one right before oh, okay. the fight and they gave him like this <clears throat> this glass cup and he was unscrewing the lid and cut his fucking thumb had to have stitches in his thumb and then he had to go fight Nate Diaz. Bro, that's not what I thought you were gonna say right now. No, 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 no. They yeah. I thought that he I thought he opened it and then he cut his dick. Oh no. Oh then my he cut god. His, cut his thumb, had to have his thumb sewed up. Okay. And go I, thought, I thought Nate thumb Diaz. was a euthanism. Uh, okay. A euthanism. No, you <laughs> speaking of euthanisms, dude. I had somebody call the weekly forecast not too long ago. Yeah. About this Chinese finger trap. <laughs> and my brother and I both thought, and our mothers were answering the questions with us, <laughs> right? So our mothers are sitting beside of us answering this question. Our our moms definitely thought fingers were what was caught in the in the Chinese finger trap. I'm pretty sure it was not fingers. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it wasn't fingers either. Yeah, um, you heard that too? Yeah. Yeah, I did. What did you think about that call? Was it a good call, you think? Uh, I think the calls get better every single week, bro. Yeah, it's all about the quality. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a guy call the other day asking for Tito. He was looking for drugs. And I was like, <laughs> this is definitely not the right number, but I'm going to play this on our podcast. And Yeah, and also also maybe you know another Tito that deals drugs. You know what? Maybe, maybe what I should do is put this fellow's number up on the Instagram and then just say, hey, you know, asking all Titos, supply this fella. You know what I'm saying? I think that would be uh, like a humanitarian way of uh, approaching the situation, to be completely honest. And I think that you should get an award, like uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, if you were to do something like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we, we sent him a free sweatshirt. I'm also wearing, I don't know if you noticed, I'm wearing my Good Milf podcast t-shirt. Well, your, that, your camera, the camera is off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what happened. Um, I can't see shit. Let me see here. Yeah, dude, check this swag out. Potentially, it might cut back on. It might not, dude. I'm not really sure. It's like a countdown. Yeah. But I, oh, there you go. Yeah, the Good Milf podcast. Hey, we went on and wrecked that motherfucker, too. I know, we really did. Dude, so um, 
like that's a sick tea. Like I love that you're supporting a friend of ours in that, and uh, everyone should go and check out her podcast because it's fucking awesome. We we went and wreaked fucking havoc on that motherfucker though. Two episodes worth of havoc. Yeah, she had to should have she had to split that baby up. <clears throat> I mean, it was just too much for one episode. You know, it was just just too much going on. And it might have exploded the minds of uh, those listening. And she didn't want that. She's responsible for the welfare of society. And I, I appreciate her for, for taking care of that episode the way that she did. That was the day I took the blue chew and was sweating really bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I still don't understand why. I just, was- you, because I can't, I can't push a product that I've never tried. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just see what happens, you know? I, no, I get that. But it's like, you usually want to usually want to take the product and apply it to see if it works. You just took it just to see if it would work. Man, like, fuck, fuck Bleach. My deal fell through with them. Really? Yeah. The emails stopped coming from them. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It it was like a really weird thing. Um, but yeah, the deal fell through with Bleach. If you want to take them, they definitely work. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just don't take them randomly like Josh did. Yeah, don't don't take them and then go into like a fucking college a, a college test thinking you're gonna ace the motherfucker. It ain't, you know. I was thinking it was gonna make me smarter or something. Yeah, this is not the limitless pill. You're not Bradley Cooper. I mean, I, f- <laughs> I felt like Bradley Cooper for a minute though. But like, but like Bradley, you sound Cooper, you sounded like Bradley Cooper. That's for like sure. from the Hangover though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I'd really oh, fucked up. You know. <laughs> Oh man, dude, Bradley Cooper was in some fucking weird movies, man. Dude, the Midnight Meat Train, my all-time favorite Bradley Cooper movie. Meat Train? Dude, you've never seen this movie. He's like a professional photographer. No. And meat he train. takes he takes this this train, I think it's in New York, and he ends up getting stalked by like a serial killer, bro. It's called oh. the Midnight Meat Train. Yeah, you got Vinnie Jones, you got Leslie Bibb. Uh, you got Brooke Shields. Wow, dude, like these are <laughs> actors and actresses I haven't heard dude, in a while. I, what does it tell you? Like the Rotten Tomatoes rating on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not on Rotten Tomatoes. Though. I'm on IMDb, and the IMDb score is 6.0 out of dude. 10. 61,000 people rated it. That's actually not bad. That's six- that's from yeah. That's what I was about to say. That's not bad at all, bro. It's a good movie. No, no, no. I'll watch it and I'll probably rate it, talk about it on my Instagram. That'd be oh, fun. Oh, shit. I've seen you rated Army of the Dead. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to piss people off because <laughs> uh, I didn't rate it, it so highly. You gave it a five out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, I, again, I'll say this, man. I think the story is really cool where it's basically a, it's a it's a heist it's a heist movie right it's like oceans 11 meet zombies that's basically fucking, what it is i fucking love heist movies yeah so that's it's really cool i just hated the cast <laughs> i thought the cast made no sense i feel like there could have been way better casting choices and um like batista for me is not a lead role he's just no, not not at all dude even in uh guardians of the galaxy man i, I didn't like him in that and he was like a supporting actor he's a very wooden actor and all this yeah. praise that he's getting from every, I, I don't get it. I don't understand the praise that he's getting. Is it because he's like a WWE fighter or some shit? Or is, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand Hollywood. They just start pushing the product. They try to convince me that he's actually amazing. No, he's good. He's decent. And then I don't believe, again, I didn't believe he had like a, a father daughter relationship in the movie. 
I didn't believe it at all. It didn't make any sense to me. Um, if you're but again, if you're really into heist, man, uh, I had this dude named Peter Stegmeyer on my podcast that he hosts a podcast called I Can Steal That, and it's like literally just about heist. Um, and he, that's, that's, he that's so cool, actually. He put me onto a bunch of cool heists that I started reading about, bro, and I just got super into it for a minute. But the best heist story, I think, Grand Theft Auto, dude. I've never played it, man. Is that, oh, is that, is that fuck, bad? Fuck, man. Dude, the way that they did it, like, that could have easily been a movie, could have been a television show, could have been a book. Like, that story is just fucking incredible, bro. Well, I've never played it. Uh, I've never really grown up with uh, video games and shit. I was deprived. But I will say one of my favorite heist movies um, has been and probably still is, if I like really think about it, The Italian Job. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. With Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Italian I Bill. love that movie, man. Dude, Marky Mark made my top five list of celebrities I would beat the shit out of. But yeah, I love Marky <laughs> Mark, man. He's got like that face, right? You want him to beat does. up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. That I want to fuck him up face. You know what I mean? He's got one of those. I want to fuck him up face. Um, did did and... you see that uh, Get Out Spencer movie he was in with Post Malone and Cowboy Cerrone? Or Spencer Confidential, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was okay. That was a good movie, yeah. It wasn't bad. Like that movie, I give like a six out of ten. You know, it's not it's not yeah, a bad yeah. movie. It was fun. I I really liked the action. Post Malone was fucking random, and I feel like Post Malone co- could have probably led Army of the Dead uh, way better than Batista did. Uh, and, that, and that's saying a lot. Post Malone because <laughs> he can't I, act for shit. I feel like Post Malone's probably going to be in a lot more movies coming up. You know what I mean? Like He's anytime he's acting. I feel like he, because he's he's so notorious and he has like such notoriety. Like I feel like he's gonna be every thug in every movie for the next couple of years. You know what I mean? I want to see him in a samurai movie. You know, actually, did you watch um uh, that new Shia LaBeouf film, um, The Tax Collector? Is that where he's like an accountant or some shit? um they they're like the cartel tax collectors they go around like the different gangs in la and like get the money oh yeah yeah he got like a real he got like he has a, like the he got a real tattoo yeah, the, for yeah, that yeah, movie. yeah 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 yeah, the, yeah the, i haven't seen it i haven't seen it i don't even know where i could watch it where's that located you can watch it on hulu um not a bad film dude it's not great by any means it's not a bad movie though it, it's you know entertaining for what it is but but brian ortega is a thug in that movie and he actually sold it really well i don't i don't like the, i don't i don't like that they're making ufc fighters thugs i don't i don't understand that he was like, like a, he was like, like a the gangster. same thing to gsp and the and you know the avengers or whatever oh yeah it's, uh, what was it uh winter soldier yeah dude i don't why let's make them good guys bro come on guys the, the fact that gsp has fucking hair bro <laughs> that, that was weird he did that IHRS, that International Hair Recovery System or whatever you hear on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did yeah. that bullshit. It had to. That was weird. Oh, boy. Was that real hair, though? Or was it kind of He still of like... got it. He still got it, bro. Really? He <laughs> still got it. Yeah, he's out, still man. rocking it on social media, that's, bro. Yeah. That's so weird. Maybe it's like a fake, uh, you know, it's like a toupee, and he just really likes it. Bro, want to get rid I just of realized it. I completely forgot. Um uh, about said your real name jack moody is the host of the neighbors upstairs when's your next episode come out yeah so the the next episode comes out actually hopefully wednesday and um i had ashley davis from the swipe west swipe east podcast and uh 
I hope I'm saying that right. And she was really cool. We talked about dating and shit. And, uh, you know, her premise of her podcast is like, is dating different on the different coasts? And I never thought of it. And it's like, yeah, it absolutely is. So that I think was an, was a fun episode. I'd imagine on the West Coast, they're just like snorting butt drugs and like going to Coachella. Whereas on the East Coast, you know, it's probably a little bit more laid back. So the way she described it was uh, the West Coast is interesting. There's like parts, obviously, in the West Coast, just like there are in the East Coast, right? You have New York, you have Florida, and then you have Virginia, three completely <laughs> different states with three completely different cultures. And um, I think she said Cali, Lo- you know, Los Angeles, all that shit. It's all very different as well. Like you have like the chill place where people are just roller roller skating and shit. Yeah. And you have the the place where everyone's just fucking partying, doing designer drugs. So it really depends. Um, but there's something that she brought up, which I thought was hilarious. And I never, I, I mean, I'm a straight dude, so I wouldn't notice it. But on dating apps, apparently lots of dudes like putting up pictures of themselves holding fish. Okay, after- so I've been seeing memes and I've never... Like, I never understood that. Is that a thing? She said it's a thing. And then I asked my sister. She's like, yeah, that's a fucking thing. And the idea is, like, subconsciously, they're trying to show girls, I I can feed you. Like a provider kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but it's like, fuck off. <laughs> you know? So I seen this this uh, meme on Twitter. I think I might have shared it. Um, like, I might have retweeted it. But it was like this guy that was drinking beer out of a big ass fish's mouth and he's on a boat and his shirt is undone and you know, the backward hat. And it said, this is the King, this is King Kyle, uh, leader of the tender fisher boys or some shit. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So then I went down the rabbit hole in the comments and like confirmed, like all these chicks are putting screenshots of like all these guys that, uh, I guess they're swiping on, um, they're just fuck boys, bro. That's what it is. Like, that, yeah, from what I from what I understand, bro. like if a dude has a picture of himself uh, with a fish or something, he's just it's it's his way of like you know how um, when a gang they want to find a street to deal drugs, they would like throw their shoes over the uh, you know the, the yeah over the yeah, telephone yeah, yeah, exactly. So like that's kind of what it is. It's like oh fish, that means he's a he's a fuck boy. That's kind of what it's right, it's yeah, an I'll, indicator. It's an indicator. Fellas, if you're listening and, uh, you know, this describes you, do better. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Do better. Exactly. Stop, yeah, you know. I've always thought it was kind of weird. Like like my buddy uh, Bill Edwards, one of my former MMA coaches, he goes fishing a lot. And he'll post a, like a picture of him like holding the fish. But like you'll never see him. It's like always like the fish is like kind of dangling over the side of the boat. And he'll just take like a picture of it. That's different though. And then he'll See, he'll take pictures of like the water and shit too, and he'll be like, "Good day of fishing" or something like that. That yeah, that's me, cool. Like, yeah, that's cool. But like, he's not he because he's not in it. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. featuring the fish. It's the fish that that are <clears throat> trying to get the uh, the focus. Should we make him. like a Tinder for fish? You think? <laughs> I would not be surprised if there's already a Tinder for fish. I'm, I like I really would not be surprised. I had this cool fucking idea, dude. I gotta really throw it on you really quick. Tinder for dogs. You can like for breeding purposes. That is weird, but I feel like that would be a successful idea. I feel like uh, I should patent that and just sell it because you know, like if you can't afford, like, hey, like you know, fuck, you know, I'm like an animal rights advocate. So wait, what would you call it? Doggy style? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, 
doggy style. You make your 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 little dog like a, a profile, and then you just swipe left or right on other dogs, like. Right, and then what what is the what does the swipe left button look like? Is it just doggy style to the left side, and then swipe right is doggy style to the right side? I'd ha- I'd use a lot of Shiba Shiba Inus, you know, just for you know for the culture, but probably be like a Shiba <laughs> looking to the left and then looking to the right, you know, and you know, or or you, or you or could pause. use a like a you could use a because you have Shiba coin now and you have Doja coin. You could have uh, Shiba coin to the left and Doja coin to the right. Yeah, but you're always gonna get these these hillbilly motherfuckers that are just looking to breed their pit bull or their their uh, or they're just looking hounds. to fuck a dog. Honestly, no, no, it's okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's not for humans to fuck the dogs. It's for dogs to fuck other dogs. I didn't think Dude, I was I gonna don't have know, to clarify man. Some, that. Some people might be like, "Hey, man, I think I got a great idea over here." Okay, you know, I'll just say that it's my dog, but it's really just me. I didn't feel like I had to clarify that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like a good idea. But then when I think about it, like think of how many motherfuckers have like neighbors with like dogs and they're going to go grab their neighbor's dog and like breed it without knowing, you know what I mean? And maybe make the money. I don't know. Uh, it's so weird. Wait, is there money involved in the, on this app? Like, isn't, isn't that what people do? Like they'll pay I don't know. to like, have I've never had a fucking animal. I added a turtle, which I, I don't think they're really animals. They're oh, just, word. They're, yeah, they're just fish with shells. I like I like turtles. <laughs> I love turtles, bro. They I uh, I get it was two sea turtles. I remember getting them when I was like fucking eight or something, and we it was like the hand it was like the size of maybe you know like a little the okay sign you know the yeah. hole, and then it grew up to be like this fucking big, and I'm showing you right now like like these big motherfuckers, yeah, and we actually let them go in a pond nearby. And we like to think that they're, that they're still alive. We were pretty good you didn't owners. Eat them? We didn't eat. Did we eat the turtles? No, it's not kosher. Oh, okay. I I didn't even know you could eat turtles. Uh, anyway, thing? Um, yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah, turtle Is, soup. Did you never heard of that? I just thought that it, it was just like a cutesy name. I didn't think it was no, actually dude. turtle soup. No, there's some motherfuckers in West Virginia. Turtle soup, bro. The fuck. It's a wild world we live in, bro. That's what, I'm what saying. do I know, though? Look, they eat bats in parts of the in parts of the world. Why <sighs> know? What an asshole those people are, huh? I hey, I don't want to judge a people, but I I will say this: apparently, bats cause COVID. So um, maybe we should stop eating these types of animals that might or might not carry disease. You know? Hey, you're from uh, you're from Russia. Russia, but uh, you know your baseball team's located in New York. Did you see old dude get hit with the ninety-four mile an hour fastball? Uh, why talking about the Mets or the Yankees? I don't, I don't fucking know, dude. Because if, because if you were gonna say Mets, I don't watch the Mets. If you're gonna say Yankees, I also don't watch the Yankees. So to answer your question, I have no idea what you're talking about. Some dude got cracked in the face <laughs> with like a fastball, ninety-four miles an hour. I know he's a New York baseball player. He got cracked in the face, ninety-four miles an hour spent like 30 seconds in pain and then walked away and did like the fucking press conference after the game. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, check that out. So he still, so he still played the game then, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't watch baseball. Me, yeah, exactly. Me, meanwhile, <laughs> LeBron James, I think 30, a couple or, of days uh, ago, 80 seconds. Yeah. But LeBron James, a couple of days ago was playing a, a game and someone like, I guess, you know, tapped him on the eyeball and then for like fucking 30, 40 minutes, the dude is acting like it's Armageddon, like he's about to die. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking fucking drama queen, bro. Like legit drama queen. Yeah, I just seen that post when I was trying to find the uh the guy's name and I still haven't found the name, so you know. Lucky recovery to him. Luck yeah, well, I mean that, that was just gonna say, man, at least in baseball, um, and I, I don't feel like I feel like I'm generalizing here, but I'm hoping this baseball dude that got cracked in the face probably walked it off and just kept playing, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. How about, how about, it, how about hockey players? Dude, hockey players are one of the toughest motherfuckers that you will ever find around. I mean, dude, broken teeth, <laughs> broken fucking arms, and they'll still play. I read I read this article one time about the uh the team dentist for um it might have been the Rangers now that I think about it, but he was the team dentist. And he would wait in the back uh, after the games and shit. And like, yeah, bro, it's that's just so, a normal thing. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's so normal to them. Meanwhile, dude, when my teeth got fucked up, I thought it was the end of the world. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be so ugly, even though I'd been fighting, been wrestling my whole life. I lost a couple teeth, and I was like, this sucks. But these guys are just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, but dude, it, again, it's such a different culture with hockey. Like, you know, Eric hockey grew up playing hockey. I don't know. I think he did. But in hockey, bro, it's like expected. You will lose teeth. No, no, I'm saying Eric Eric grew up playing hockey. Oh, he did. So, like, he probably <laughs> could tell us more about it. I'm sure he has, like, fucking false, false teeth and shit. I don't know, man. Eric blew me off yesterday. I want to put that on the podcast. He blew me off yesterday to go on a date. I mean, it was a date. It was a date. But but uh, I will say this. That, that was mean of you, Eric. You should not have uh, blown off Josh just so you can get blown by another girl. Yep. Does that sound right? <laughs> yeah, I was trying I was trying to like maybe word that better. Anyways, regardless, that's our that's our boy, you know, so whatever, but yeah, yeah definitely dude. blew me off. That that's mean, Eric. You know, you should be ashamed of yourself, but I hope you had a nice time. I I will say that. I hope it was worth it, Eric. I really do. And we're, now not, I'm wondering, we're not judging you. We're just looking there, at you in a different Eric, light. Do you think Eric's uh, Eric wears like a bulletproof vest when he goes on dates? No, he, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Well, fuck it, dude. I'm going to say it. He was asking me if I would uh, mail him a bulletproof vest because he couldn't find one. <laughs> you know, he wants to get his bulletproof vest like bejeweled and shit. Do you, okay. Do you leave it on during sex or no? What, I'm the saying, vest? Yeah, I'm saying hell yeah. Uh, What, to like look cool and shit? Dude, you know what the no, strap, I, you know what the strap on the back of Crocs is for? No. And so they stay on during sex, bro. Oh. So that's what I'm saying. You got your Crocs on. You got your bulletproof vest. Dude, you're, you're fucking styling and profiling, bro. Eric you, the yeah, Great, we're trying to grow, help you, bro. You grow you grow a mullet, you know. Um, <clears throat> Eric's not cool enough for the mullet. Did he already cut his? <laughs> I, dude, I, cut I mine, used to dude. have a mullet. I used to have a mullet, if you can believe it. I used to have a fucking mullet, bro. Like a, like a badass mullet in uh, college when I was like fucking 19. And uh, but it lasted only a couple of days because people like mullets weren't in yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you were trying to make it. You were trying to make it. Yeah, work. yeah, yeah. They're like, go fucking back to Russia, bitch. And I was like, that's kind of weird. And that's it's kind of uh, I feel like you are discriminating upon me and my hairdo and where I come from. But, but uh, I get it. <laughs> like this is not you're not feeling it, man. So to yep. all you men out there wearing mullets, stay strong. You're like Gretchen Wiener on uh, Mean Girls when she's trying to make the word fetch happen, and they're like, fetch is never going to happen, yeah, it's not, Gretchen. That's yeah, it's what not going to happen. Yeah, you're so they were telling mullet, you, the mullet's happen. not coming back, you fuck. 
Yeah, bro. And I had I, I had like a mustache only. I don't know what I don't know, bro. I I had like a weird I had I have weird phases. I still do. I try all different save some things. Save pussy for the rest of the college or no? <laughs> <laughs> do you have jean shorts too, Billy? <laughs> Billy Ray? Fuck yeah, bro. I would wear jeans. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I don't give a shit. Look, this dude. is when you're in college. That's the whole purpose. You try out new things. If you're not trying out new things in college, you're just a little bitch, honestly. You're just trying to be like everybody else, and you will regret it. You will regret it down the line. Low-key, when I go on vacation this weekend, uh, I'm going to wear some jean shorts to the beach. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I got yeah. cut extra short. Hell yeah. Some Crocs. I don't have Crocs. I don't have Crocs. Come on, man. My feet are too wide for Crocs, bro. Come on, I don't. They're, they're just not fucking comfortable. Yeah, you can hear Joe Biden in the back. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Fuck Joe Biden, bro. It's, God, bro, you gotta, you gotta go. You good? I know, but like, I'm just gonna end it on this. Like, can you just like, if I ever had kids, I'd be so afraid if Joe Biden was near them. You know what I mean? And you yeah. being a father, I bet like that's probably something you think about. We're not going to the White House anytime soon, that's for sure. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, it's like you probably did want to go to the White House, and now Joe Biden's there, and it's like, I got a kid, I got to be responsible as a father. And uh, (laughs) it's fucking ruined. (laughs) Everybody, you can find Jack Moody from the neighbors upstairs on uh, Spotify. You can find him on iTunes. Literally everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> We're fucking just everywhere. Do this for me. I, yeah, do this for me. Yeah, yeah. If you guys, uh, you know, want to check out my podcast, go to uh, any one of the podcast directories that are have been created in the past however many years and, you know, look up the neighbors upstairs. And uh, yeah, man, you know, Josh was on the very last episode episode 63 and i've been getting really good feedback from it it was just a fun episode i love i loved having josh on anytime he's on it's always fun uh but yeah check it out i think it's pretty cool you're my fucking brother dog and i love you i appreciate you doing the episode thank you man thank you for having me on it's always fun